Welcome back to another inspirational moment from historical Christian romance novels. Romans 3:22-24. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. This week's inspirational moment comes from Jody Bass's novel, Redeeming the Outlaw. And I want to start by jumping right into the excerpt from her novel, and then we'll dig into today's inspirational moment. So check out this scene between Matthias, our outlaw, and his friend Joe, who we met in Redeeming the Prodigal. Mrs. Harris said she needed to forgive me so her sins would be forgiven. I don't suppose someone like her could have anything as bad as I have that needs forgiven. It's not about worse or better or being more deserving. Christ died to pay the penalty for Mrs. Harris and for you alike. The kicker is, he also did the same for men like Cain Blake and Darby McBride. None of us are better than the other, not in God's eyes. If he's willing to forgive us for what we've done, we ought to forgive those who hurt us as well. And that is from page 319 of Redeeming the Outlaw by Jody Bass. And just to give you a little context, if you haven't read her Cross Family uh, Saga series yet, Kane Blake and Darby McBride are actually outlaws that pretty much trapped both Matthias and Joe in gang and related things as well. So that's why she points out that Christ even died for Cain and Darby. Anyways, okay, so let's keep moving. What we tend to do, we get stuck or trapped by two thoughts on sin. The first one being that sin is that one sin is worse than the other. And the truth is sin is sin. And all sin hurts God and grieves his heart. So whether we are a gossiper or a murderer, our sin breaks God's heart. If we fall into this line of thinking that our sin is small and not nearly as bad as the next person's, we put ourselves in a terrible place where the devil can sneak in and gain a foothold. This thinking can lead to looking down on others and judging them. So I want you to remember Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite? First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So these verses really encompass that thought of, oh, well, my sin is small, but theirs is big, so I'm going to try to help them without ever taking care of my own. And you don't want to get trapped in that thinking, but then it can also lead to this second downfall to this way of thinking, and that is when we see our sin as less than someone else's, we don't confront it head on and repent. And this is because in our minds, we justify our small sin, and I put that in quotes, as being okay because it's not nearly as bad as so-and-so sin. We've all been there. At least I can admit I have been here. 
and I work really hard not to be there, right? But here, the devil has yet another opening to gain a foothold because when we classify our sins as small sin, we turn a blind eye to it and it festers and it keeps us from God's blessings. Now, I want to turn because the the expert that I read, you caught on that Matthias is going, there's no way God will forgive me because my sins are too huge. This is that second line of thinking we can fall into. And it's that our sin is too great for God to forgive. And I want you to listen carefully. This is a lie from the pit of hell. It is an insult to Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross and the power of his resurrection. On top of that, it is an insult that keeps us trapped in the clutches of enemy number one, Satan. When you come to Jesus with true repentance and confession, there is nothing, absolutely nothing he cannot forgive you of and redeem you from. So if you are trapped in this lie, then tell the devil to take a hike because you are a child of God. And let me just remind you that Jesus has already gone to hell and kicked Satan's butt. He holds all power and authority and you belong to him. I am not sure where you are today in your walk with Christ, but I pray you are clinging to Jesus and the hope and victory you have in him. I'm going to leave you with this final thought. We all fall short of the glory of God, and that's where Jesus meets us. Thank you for tuning in to another inspirational moment from historical Christian romance novels. I hope you are inspired by God's love for you today. And if so, consider sharing this episode with others. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If you are ready to take that step today, then I invite you to join me in this simple prayer. Dear Lord, I know I am a sinner, for man is not good apart from you. I thank you for bearing the punishment of my sins on the cross, and I ask today that you would forgive me, wash away my sin, and make me new in you. From this day on, Lord, walk with me until the day you call me home. Amen. If you took that step today, then I say welcome home, my friend. And if you accepted Jesus as your savior, I'd love to know. Please leave a comment below this post or email me at literaryscape at literaryscape.com as I would love to pray for you as you begin this amazing journey with God. God bless and see you next time.